When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. job looking good feeling good tommy boy how you doing man we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not but she did and in the end what will i become Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You know, it's good. The weather's changing. This is my favorite time of year to get out in the gloom. It's, you know, that 40 range is always solid. My philosophy, I see all these weather uh, gear uh, recommendations floating around the Twitter sphere. And I always think the easiest one I've ever heard is dress like it's 20 degrees warmer. And that's always yeah, that's, served me well. That's exactly right. I'm a, I'm a guy that wears shorts well into the 20s. Because, you know, you might be hot when you first get started, or you might be cold when you first get started. Once you warm up and start running around, next thing you know, you see people taking off hoodies and throwing layers and hats and gloves. They, they wear too much because they're, they're dressed to stand in a COT when you need to dress for when you're moving. So that's a really that's good right. point. You know, dress like, you, like it's 20 degrees warmer than it truly is because your body's going to heat up fast. Yeah, I was about to say, if you don't start off cold, you're going to be uh, shedding, shedding gear. And before you know it, you'll be smoked. You'll forget about your gear. And then the last thing you want to have is an impromptu yard sale you weren't even aware of. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I've left things behind, uh, not realizing it until I got back to the house. And where are my gloves? Where's, yeah. where's my hat? Uh, where's my headlamp? <laughs> I, I'm sure every region out there also has a story of, oh, did anybody grab the shovel flag? Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, always fun way to make a, a friend with a uh, middle school principal. That's right. Well, hey, let's get into it. Uh, we've got a, a good show today. Uh, I'm excited about it. And it's an interesting one because it's such a broad, huge topic. Um, and, and it's in line with, with, with the past two weeks. But at the same time, it's one of those ones that's what makes it so great and, and so chewy is that it's it really is what you make of it. Yeah. Um, and, and I think we all interpret it differently. But before we dive headlong into it, um, let, let me hear your, your, your one up, one down for the week. Yeah. So, uh, good. I'll start off with the good. Uh, I was asked to be part of the pastoral search committee at our church. We have an awesome associate pastor who has decided to take a calling in the U S Navy as a chaplain. And, mm -hmm. uh, and this guy's a good friend of mine and he's going to be very difficult to, to replace, 
but I was honored to be asked to be part of this five-person committee to, I mean, we are a very large church in Charlotte. So if you know any Lutherans, uh, Lutheran ministers who are looking, uh, let me know. Uh, but, you know, we are open to uh, Methodists and Presbyterian, Moravian, a whole handful of folks that are part of the sister churches. But the point is, I'm honored to be a part of this search committee. Um, and I was asked to be a part of it. I met with the team and we have some great ideas moving forward. So that's a, a positive I would say that uh, the negative this week, um, you know, sometimes when it rains, it pours, you know, you, you have to, the, the washing machine goes out or dishwasher breaks or whatever it is. We just found out that we have to replace our heating and air upstairs. And that Oof. was a non-planned uh, expense. Um, and then, of course, we just, you know, paid down a significant amount of money on one of the vehicles. And so a lot of money went out. Now a whole lot more money is going out. And then another thing kind of crept up on us today. My wife said, hey, um, I think the sink is leaking in the uh, in the laundry room. Sure enough, the sink is leaking. She said, and uh, the washing machine just threw some kind of a code. I don't know what that means. Maybe you can look into it. I'm like, goodness gracious. So today's been a heavy day. Um, but, you know, we'll get through it. Uh, it's That's what we're built for, man. We do the hard things so we can be resilient when when difficult things pop up. So it's whack-a-mole sometimes, you yeah. know, working your way through the things that pop up. But, you know, we'll get through this. So, yeah, that's a positive and that's a, that's a negative, but, you know, but we'll get through it. So. I don't want to leave it on a down note. So TV, <laughs> tell, tell me something good. Yeah, I'll go backwards then. How's that? I'll start Sounds with the good. down. But uh, yeah, don't forget to put the big rocks in first, right? I always think of that that example of uh, the various size rocks and trying to cram everything into the jar. But uh, if you remember to put the big rocks in first, somehow, some way, it all gets done. Um, yep. And ask for help, right? Uh, let's see. Uh, one down. Uh, I'm. I'm Mammon is really picked up. And so that's a good thing because I love being out in the community and that's my role. And that's how I, I'm really humming on the uh, career dimension of my life is being of service out in the communities. Um, so it, it's good that that's ramped up at the same time, it, having to reset schedules when it comes to being with the fellows out in the gloom. Uh, so I missed a couple of days here and there over the past week. Um, and it's just calibration. So luckily it's not too terrible. I don't have any washing machine codes to deal with. And so that's a blessing, right? <laughs> um, I think the way to fix a washing machine is up, up, down, down, left, right, ABA, select start. So yeah, that's, try. that's, that's tend to work for me for the past, uh, you know, 30 plus years. It seems to yeah, be the, exactly. the way to go or unplug it and plug it back in. That's the IT solution. Yeah. Or hit it, you know, either way, you'll, you'll figure it out. <laughs> All the, uh, above. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. totally. The, uh, the up has been a really great one. Uh, we had a, a relative FNG come in several weeks ago and shared right out of the bat uh, in COT that he's a homeless veteran. Um, and, and I knew that candidly because uh, we're relatives and we've we've circled around him multiple times and, and it's been tough to see him slip back into old ways and we lose track of him and he pops up here and there. Uh, well, he, he's he's popped back up in a, in a really great way. And what my favorite part is, is unlike ever before, he's showing up on his own accord to F3. He got connected for the first time to F3 and it's really turned him around. I get texts from all, all the time. I went to this workout. I went to that workout. You know, it's not me chasing him down to see what he's doing. He's excited to share where he is. And then I get texts from, from PAX members that, Hey, I met your cousin. Um, mm. What a great guy. How can we rally around him? And so that all kind of came to full steam this week when several guys uh, grabbed his resume and 
put it out to the masses and really are running with it. And suddenly he's got a full docket of, um, of opportunities in front of him, which, That's you fantastic. know, the power of, yeah, the power of a strong village and watching guys really rally around him, but also him embracing it uh, and putting in the work to get it done. It's a whole different person. So this yeah. is, this will be exciting to see where he goes and, and uh, all the while we're, we're staying close just to make sure he, he knows he's loved and supported. And so that's been a great thing to, to, to witness. Um, Very cool. Yeah. Which I would argue takes us uh, nicely. I didn't even plan that segue, but hop on Don't my tell, segue. Man. Yeah. Don't hop tell on me. that segue. Here we go. So we're talking about the third F this week in our, in our trilogy of stuff worth trying podcasts over the past several. And uh the third F, again, it's, it's a big one. It, it's the dynamite, right? When we talk about fitness being the magnet, that free workout draws men out and gets them connected to something. And then the uh, the fellowship is the glue that keeps guys coming back, keeps them stuck together and building those bonds. And the third F is that dynamite. You know, Now that you're in the best shape of your adult life, you're surrounded by these high impact men at this free workout, how are you going to pay for it? Well, you pay for it by giving it away and invigorating male community leadership in our communities, right? Um, which is redundant and repetitive because I said communities <laughs> twice, but faith is the third F a big topic. I think we've got some, I'm excited about the show because we have some great tools for guys to put in their toolboxes. Um, but I'd love to hear real quick from you. What was your, you have a strong faith. I know that you invigorate guys and inspire guys each day, even through the Twitter sphere with, with your thoughts. And, um, and I would even call them 144 character sermons. I know that they, they inspire me to get out and get after it, but what, what do you see as um, your aha moment in F3 when it comes to faith? So, you know, a lot of folks get hung up on the word faith and assume it's a certain religious faith. And, and that's not necessarily the case. Um, in some regions of the country, they're a little bit stronger in certain, uh, certain faiths, religious faiths. And in some mm-hmm. regions, there are other faiths. The belief or faith in F3 is believing in something bigger than yourself. It's, it's not about worshiping at the altar of self. Um, and what has happened in F3, and you see it time and time again, is men start getting fit that you know start losing some weight gaining a little bit of muscle mass they gain some friends um and now they've got the best friends they've had since college or or the or service or high school or childhood they now have these friends and they get unlocked we say that all the time they're unlocked and when they're unlocked they feel like there's something bigger out there for them to do they realize that it's not just about them it's not just about um what's going on um in their household it's about mm-hmm. others so for faith, for me, it is the belief in something bigger than yourself. And it's, as OBT has once said, it's the desire to do something in the world. And that just happens. It just happens. I mean, F3 was not initially started with the idea of fellowship and faith in mind. It was a fitness group. Mm-hmm. And as these men started gaining friendships, they said, hey, can we maybe do a habitat build? Um, maybe we can volunteer at the local soup kitchen and as part of our mantra of free to lead. Hey, brother. Yeah, let's do that. So the faith element is truly believing that you're not the center of the universe, that you have something to share with others. And as long as you're not worshiping at the altar of self, it's innately going to happen that you're going to want to do something for someone else. Um, so for me, you know, my experience with with faith um, gosh, you know, the first time I was in a COT, I thought, wow, this is incredible because where else other than a Sunday school class and my belief system, 
or a small group, a, who opens up and says, I'm struggling with something and I could use your encouragement, your thoughts, your prayers. And, uh, and to see that COT for the first time, that's when I realized there was something more to F3 than just a group of guys who worked out and, and you know, told jokes about each other. So that yeah. for me, that was it. It was the COT, the first COT. And then seeing how men decided they were going to do something in their communities. If it was serving at the local um, men's shelter, if it was um, around Christmas time, a family may be short on cash. Next thing you know, you know, five, six, $700 rolls in from the packs, just passing a hat to make sure that somebody has what they need to support their family that Christmas. So uh, I've always been encouraged every time the call goes out, the men of F3 answer. And, uh, and to me, that's faith. That's, yep. that's it right there, doing something for others and expecting nothing in return. Yeah, 100%. I think that's a great way to put it. And I think you nailed it too, right? Uh, Pre-F3, my engagement in the community was civic clubs, right? And it was always, I experienced it at least, to be a lot of peacocking, um, grandstanding, and, and you sat at certain tables and you didn't take somebody else's seat and you learned the hard way who sat where and why. And um, it just wasn't any fun. It was networking, right? And that's really how I experienced it. We, we raised money and did a couple of things. And that's all, that's great, right? That's great. That's giving it away. But the other 364 days of the year, it felt like, uh, just kind of, uh, just kind of peacocking and then was invited out to my first post and like everybody got smoked and COT hit. And, you know, that's that, wow, this is completely different than I anticipated. And I knew there was going to be some sort of an ending. I knew that we hung out and somebody would take us out the way that it was described to me, uh, is the way I, I continue to describe it to other friendly new guys. It's, you know, it's, it's three to five minutes for a guy to open up, uh, and share what's on his heart. And that may inspire more conversation. It may just be him starting and ending it. Uh, but our, all we're called to do is, is absorb and listen, you know, ALR, ask, listen, remember, and, and know that what happens in, the, in that COT, unless you're told otherwise, needs to stay in that COT. Um, and and I, I love that, that definition, just pure and simple, three to five minutes, a guy speaking from his heart. Um, and that's, I think that is has more and more and more uh, times really impacted what happens for the next hours after the workout, right? Guys are suddenly on the horn. They're being men of action. They're finding ways to dial in, going back to my one up, right? All of a sudden there's all these resumes floating around because one guy had the guts to say, I don't have it all together and I can use some help. You know, if, if if F3 were about one person, it would fail. If F3 we're about, if we weren't open to all men of all belief systems, it would fail because mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is we are grown, mature. I say that loosely because we do tell some pretty, uh, pretty off, off, off the cuff uh, <laughs> statements in some of these, some of these workouts, we but it, we call it mumble chatter, a little bit of mumble chatter. Um, but since we're all grown men and adults, and since we rotate through who's leading that workout, Every man has the opportunity to close it any way that he deems necessary. If that mm-hmm. means it's a motivational quote, if that means that it's a, a religious um, a reference to scripture for whatever belief system he holds, as grown, mature adult men, it's our responsibility to listen and encourage yep. and be there for that man, regardless of his beliefs. And that's what makes us different. It's, it's the fact that we are to support each other regardless of what we believe or do not believe. 
And, and a lot of folks get hung up on that third F and say, hey, it's not for me. I'm not, I, I don't have the same faith. No, 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 you're missing the point. It's yeah. not about a specific faith system. I, I think we've, we've confused the word faith with religion. And 100%. a lot of times people hear faith and they assume religion. And based on the area of the world, you assume the religion that this group entails. It, that's not what it's about. It's about serving other people and believing that you're not the center. So again, you know, if we are in the, in the business of invigorating male community leadership, and one of our core principles is to lead on a rotating fashion, and one of our core principles is to close in a COT, when you lead, you close however you want. And I've, I've seen it. I've seen, uh, I've seen prayers. I've heard, um, I've heard quotes. I've heard music lyrics. I've heard someone just say, hey, I don't really have much to say. Just uh, just encourage the guy next to you and, and reach out, you know, this week to somebody. And that's fine. Yep. That's perfectly fine. And that's the beauty of COT. Like you said, it's giving a man the opportunity to say whatever he wants to say in that time. And the men around you, regardless of their belief system, believe and support and love you. And that's what makes the faith so important and makes it so much different than any workout group that exists. I'd be willing to say that if you put one ounce of intention into a COT, a hundred percent of the time, it's going to be exactly what it needs to be. Even if it's just to one guy, uh, yeah. even if it reaches the heart of one man, it's going to be exactly what needs to happen at that closing moments of, of the gloom. Um, yeah. And like you said too, it, it can be practiced lots of different ways, right? The, the, the combination or rather the, the, the amalgam of the two words that really should be separated um, because they, you know, the way we define faith, like you said, in F3 is something bigger than yourself. Um, one of those ways is religion. Absolutely. One of those ways can be studying philosophy and stoicism, as long as you're giving it away. Uh, acts of charity, of course, is an easy one. Empathy, which is sorely lacking. Servant leadership. You know, we could very easily have used the word purpose, I would argue, but F2P doesn't really look cool on a, on a circle <laughs> circle logo on a t-shirt, but yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's finding your purpose. It, it's unlocking that purpose. Obviously dark helmets doing a lot of work in that realm and, and it, it's connecting a guy to why they're here. Um, you know, and we ask, why is that important? Here's just two quick stats that I think are super powerful. Uh, the first one, is from an AARP study from several years ago, I think 2017, but one in three men, 45 or older, are uh, identifying themselves as chronically lonely. Um, you know, that's your sad clown. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, you know, what does that have to play into down the road? Well, if you factor it, that into premature death statistics, it increases that opportunity by 26 to 32%. So if you're going into the second half of your life, and you are identifying yourself as chronically lonely, you're increasing your chance of premature death 26 to 32%. That's staggering. Wow. It That's is. staggering. It is. And, and honestly, if you ask me, what does the average F3 guy look like? I would say he's right there in that age bracket. The guy's about 43, 44, 45 years old. Uh, maybe he's got two kids, a mortgage, a car mm -hmm. payment. Um, he's worrying about how he's going to pay for the, for the, the air conditioning unit that just went out. Um, right. I mean, it's, this, this is, this is our bread and butter. And these are the people that, that we serve next to on a daily basis. The guys that we see every morning fall right into that category of in the age group 
And most likely, and again, we mentioned it last week, during the pandemic, men are being, they're experiencing loneliness at a level that I don't know I've ever seen in my lifetime, um, mm-hmm. but, but it's prevalent. And I think that those numbers of one in three, I would bet that that is higher now. And, and here's another thing, men don't admit it. So, Correct. So th- when we say one in three, 45 or older are chronically lonely, that's one in three who admitted that they are chronically lonely. Yeah. And they're wearing, like you said, they're wearing that armor of arrogance and, and yep. ignorance. Um, and that's a, that's a dangerous, lonely place to be stuck inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, along with being a part of something bigger than yourself, it's reminding others, it's our credo. It's reminding others that they are too. Uh, yeah. And the more that we can remind that the, the, the stronger we all get because um, everybody so TV, has something to offer. So TV, let me ask you, why do you think men in their forties, when they reach this stage of their life, why do you think that they lose faith, whatever that faith is and whatever they believe? What are the reasons that you would say that a, that a man loses faith around this time frame? Time frame? Sure. Well, in, in prepping for today, you know, that's one of the things I wondered about, because how do we wind up where we have to even have an aha moment again? You know, if, if we were raised in a certain way, haven't we already been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, but, mm. but then you realize that there are some things. So top three, real quick, uh, pressure is one. Uh, we have added pressures in the career dimension, the family dimension, you know, at the top of the show, we rattled off some things that apply pressure to, to our lives. Um, that's certainly one. So you're so drilled into fixing that, which is broken. You forget about relying on the, that bigger thing, uh, that, that got you to where you are. Affluence is another one. You know, many of us are fortunate enough to have a career trajectory that gets us to making more important decisions more often with uh, more stress added in. Um, and, and that being said, maybe we ace all of that. Maybe we crush it and suddenly we're getting a bigger and bigger paycheck. Well, suddenly you're in this position where you could very easily fall to the weight of the world and say, Oh, I've, I've, I've made it. I've achieved, I've arrived at the station, right? Uh, therefore, I'm just going to put it on cruise control and just keep doing what I'm doing because um, I can pay for anything that needs to. And then lastly, it's weariness. Um, that was a big one. And we just kind of scratched the surface a second ago, but there's so much pressure. And you know, if you're dealing with that pressure, you're dealing with that affluence and suddenly it's like, I'm just tired. You know, I've, I've, hit, I've hit my stride. I'm in the middle of an average lifespan. Uh, my days are numbered, I guess, but I, I'm just, I worked so hard to get here. Now I'm just going to take it easy. Um, and, and I'm just going to hunker down and that mm. hunkering down that getting set in our ways is really what puts us off. Uh, the, you know, we to put it in our terms, we take our foot off the gas pedal and we're just yeah. coasting at that point. Um, cause we've been going so hard or so we thought we've been going so hard for so long. It's time to tap out. Um, so I read something just recently, um, it, it revolved around Mother's Day and Father's Day. And mm. in the church that, that uh, I participate in, the busiest days in the Christian church are going to be, you know, Christmas and Easter and one other. We call CEOs, Christmas, Easter, one other. But I'll tell you, when you ask a lot of uh, Christian moms, what do you want to do for Mother's Day? I want to get the family together and I want to go to church. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mother's Day is one of the heaviest attended church days um, in the in the Christian church calendar. Father's Day is right up there with Labor Day weekend and Fourth of July weekend. Hey, Dad, what do you want to do for Father's Day? I want to sleep in. I want to play some golf. I want to eat a steak. I want to do nothing. 
And mm-hmm. so as if, if your belief is as a man of faith is to lead your family, what example do you set when, Hey dad, what do you want to do today? Nothing. I want to do nothing. I want to be left alone. Just (laughs) let me watch the game. And if I have to change out of, you know, my basketball shorts, it's a, it's a bad day, but I mean, that falls right into the weariness of, I just, I'm tired. I just want a moment to myself. And, uh, and a lot of folks will fall away from whatever belief system they have because I'm just tired, Tommy boy. I'm just tired. Life has beaten me down. I'm just tired. I'm just not interested in anything about that. I don't want to do anything with it. I just let me just do my thing. Yep. Yeah. And that's, we talk about gooism, right? That's where you get stuck in the goo. It's really easy. Once you stop and and just tell your, you convince yourself that you've been working so hard and and you've, you've achieved it. You've, you've hit that point um, and you stand still. It's that's where it sets in. That's where the bad habit starts to sneak in. The gesture starts whispering in your ear, take another day, take a week. You had a big des- quarter. Hey, you deserve this, Tommy boy. That's right. That's right. Don't let anybody tell you different. Well, what are some things? I, I know you and I uh, have been lucky enough, uh, me lately, uh, more so than before, visiting other regions. Um, you know, the Slack channel is alive with a lot of great back and forth ideas. This is the Stuff Worth Trying podcast. What are some things that you have seen uh, in various regions and in, re- in your own region that you would deem stuff worth trying and you hope that these new guys, these, these freshman regions that we're seeing popping up that are so exciting should take a swing at. Yeah. I love the idea of a book study um, on whatever that study is. Um, as long as it's revolved around not just you and your path, but around your community, around your faith system, your belief system. Um, I've, I've been a part of book studies. I've been a part of Bible studies Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen some wonderful things happen with, uh, blood drives. You want to talk mm-hmm. about doing something for your community. Um, how about we've got a place, um, not far in Fort mill, um, where we go every weekend and cut the grass there because no one else has the ability and time to do it. And if you rotate through the guys, it takes no time at all. And you just carve out time on a Saturday and go cut the grass, um, at the, at the care center. Um, food drives, especially this time of year. Uh, a lot of regions will do some cool things around this time of year with canned goods and they'll turn it into a ruck event. You know, mm-hmm. you go load up your rucks with a whole bunch of canned goods and then ruck to uh, a place, uh, uh, some place that needs the food. If it's yep. a community uh, shelter, if it's a community kitchen, you ruck there with, you know, 30 pounds worth of cans in, in your ruck. Um, it, you get a little bit of fitness, fellowship, and faith all in one time. So 100%. those are always good. Um, those any kind of service project. We're talking fixing the deck or fixing a, a building a ramp for someone who needs needs someone to do it and doesn't have the money or the abilities to do it. Um, always love those. Um, you know, one of the best things that one of my favorite stories about the third F is when a hurricane comes in or a bad storm hits an area. And they need help, whatever that help is. No one knows where to turn. What has always amazed me is F3 is one of the first people, the first groups with boots on the ground doing the work. Mm -hmm. And the first, what amazes me is because we have no red tape and bureaucracy, we find a a place 
we set up shop in a local church parking lot or a business parking lot and we make it happen because that's what F3 guys do. They see a need and they step into action without asking. You're free to lead, make it happen. So we're talking about mucking out houses, tearing out drywall, ripping all this stuff out, put it on the street. Putting you know a how many- bottle of fresh water in a hand. I mean, just that's it. hard charging. Yeah. So uh, one of my favorite stories is the re- someone from the Red Cross approached um, our disaster ops uh, after one of our hurricanes and said, so who are you guys? Uh, we're F3. Mm-hmm. We're just a men's workout group. Well, you know, how did you guys get set up so fast? How did you do this? Because we're gra- grassroots. We just made it happen. So we were literally doing work for two or three days before the Red Cross could get their act together because they had to go through chain of command and get things set up. And they wanted to know how in the world did we do it without paid staff, without professionals. We were literally a ragtag group of guys showing up with their own tools and the willingness to serve. That's all about third F, man. That's all about the faith. You've got a multi-billion dollar organization like the Red Cross who comes to us Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a group of guys and said, how did you do this? You're taking, they're literally asking advice from a bunch of non-professional ragtag group of men who are just willing to step in. And that's exciting. That's to be able to do that because there's a drive and a passion, um, you know, so mucking out houses. And, and I've also seen, you know, studies that are not religious based or not based on a certain faith, um, you mentioned earlier, tell me about some of these books and that you've thought about the stoic ideas, um, you know, different texts from different world religions. You know, what have you seen? Yeah, I think books are great. You said it first, um, as long as you don't go through it alone, it's great to consume that knowledge. But again, that's, that's some great, you know, there's some tidbits in there that aren't meant to stick in our brains or in our own hearts. Um, here's three books that I, I've been introduced to recently, and I would give them all uh, high praise. The first one is, uh, it's called Dad Tired and Loving It. Dad Tired and Loving It. It's by a guy named Jared Lopez. Um, you can, All of these you can get on Amazon anywhere. They're they're all books on tape as well. Um, half the half the packs just said, what's a tape? They're all books, <laughs> they're all books that you can stream. The um, streaming audio files. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's a great one because it's a it's a good entry level. Uh, how do we? How do I define my own faith and how will I live that out? Um, another great one. If you feel like you're stuck, if we go back to, um, to 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 weariness, is a book by a fellow named Rob Bell called How to Be Here, and it really dives into one of my favorite chapters is the Japanese term ikigai, which is their word for purpose. Uh, what gets you out of the bed in the morning? And that's a, that's a great, easy read. It's chunked up. My simple mind can plow right through it. Uh, one that I tend, that's a book that I'll pull off the shelf every year, at least once. So how to be here by Rob Bell. And then the big hitter, um, if you really want to get into the muck and do some hard work with a group, uh, unpack Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning together. A lot of guys know who Bono is, that book. He and I bonded over at Grow Ruck uh, 17. Um, and we still continue to bring up many a Viktor Frankl quote in conversation, but it's a book that you really want to carve out time and read with a group. Uh, it's literally about a guy who, who was a, uh, who psychoanalyzed himself in the middle of surviving Auschwitz, uh, lost his entire family and just 
put the work into why am I still alive? How do I live through this? What is my purpose? Um, it, again, it, it's a tough read, but it's a powerful read to unpack with your shield lock or with a, a recurring cafeteria book study. You made a good point. It's not about doing this by yourself. You know, and people say, well, how do I how do I do this? How would I start a book study? How would I know if anybody would even be interested in doing this? You know what? You just ask. You mm -hmm. say, you know, I'd like to start a Bible study on on. We have one of my the favorite one of my favorite names for the one that we have in Rock Hill, South Carolina. We call it Bibles and Biscuits. We literally meet, and we used to meet at Bojangles, but it's under construction. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, this place uh, you strike a match and it'll just burn to the ground. So they had to build a new one. Um, so now they're meeting at a place called Rock Hill Diner, but it's called Bibles and Biscuits. Mm -hmm. And they literally get together, the group of men get together and it rotates as to who leads. And when you, when it leads, you can lead however you want. It doesn't have to be on a book series or a book of the Bible. It's just really something that you can talk about as a group. You get together, have some breakfast, uh, you talk and just have conversations. So how do you start one of these things? And you just mention it. Maybe if you've got a regional Slack channel, say, hey, I'd like to start a book study. I'd like to get together on insert day. Um, on Sunday morning before church, go for a run and maybe have some discussion. Um, a lot of folks consider Q source uh, a third F activity, mm -hmm. um, and people fall on two sides. It's second F, it's third F. It doesn't matter which one it is. Q source is great material. So mm -hmm. a Q source study is a great thing. Leadership studies, again, as long as the focus is not on you, and the best leadership advice I've ever heard is to love others more than you love yourself. And that right there is really the gist of faith. It's, it's serving others. It's, it's, it's that servant leadership and it's loving others. So how do you start one of these things? You literally just do. You just say, mm -hmm. I'd like to do this. Would anybody be interested in joining? And you may find out that guys are interested in a book studies. You might find out that there's a group of men who really enjoy World War II history. Mm -hmm. As long as you guys are investing time and staying on top of things and, and encouraging each other, um, you will find faith. If you look for it, when you realize that it's not just what you're going through at this moment, it's not just about you, you'll find it if you look for it. Yeah. And, and you know, there's kind of two rules about it. If you find the need, fill the need, like you just said. And, and secondly, don't overthink it. Yeah. Um, again, the, be present in the moment. If you're doing a World War II book study, odds are you're going to think, gosh, I wonder if there's a veteran society I can lean into and do some work. Maybe I can cut their grass. Maybe I can drop mm -hmm. off handwritten notes on Veterans Day you know, next Thursday, right? So it presents itself. If you're doing it right, it'll present itself. The opportunity will be there. Um, I've, I've often been amazed when we sit down to have a conversation, there may have been, someone may have written down one sentence and that's all they were meant to talk about. And all of a sudden, floodgates open up and men start talking about other things. You know, you mentioned that, that reminds me of X, you Correct. mentioned that, that reminds me of why um, there's a, there's a series that I've been a part of called the journey series. And it is a phenomenal series of an allegory of a man who, whose car breaks down and he trudges up an, an old uh, driveway to an old farmhouse where he's greeted at the door by an older African-American male who brings them in, makes them a nice meal, and they just have conversation. And as you get into it and you start asking these questions, you realize this is an allegory of you as a struggling man turning to another man and lifting each other up and finding faith in the process. 
So the journey series, um, if, if you're interested in that, let me know. I can get you in contact with some men who do the journey series. It's a, it's a commitment. It's a year long commitment. Um, yeah. that it also includes some, some, uh, retreats where you, you go away and, and you camp together and focus on this allegory top notch, but you will find these, these opportunities and you will find men who are interested. If you just raise your hand and say, I have an interest in the following and see who, who wants to join in, uh, and don't overthink it. There's no reason yeah. to overthink it. Just enjoy the moment. Yeah. When we drop this on Saturday, uh, We'll make sure and go back and I'll, I'll take charge of uh, dropping these book links. If you want to add the journey link in there, yep. we should start getting guys a, a, a launch pad. Uh, Cause here's the thing. It's not for us to tell you you're doing it right or wrong. Right. I would agree hundred percent with, with your message. If, as long as you're not worshiping at the altar of self, you're going to figure out something that is needed in the world. And that's what we're called to do. We're, yep. we're not here to let it remain as it is. We're here to invigorate it and accelerate it. Um, and the way that you do that is to look towards other men and other other human beings and uh, offer something out in the world that the world so desperately needs. Yep. So let's wrap up with our challenge worth trying, uh, because I think it fits right in with not overthinking it. So the challenge worth trying this week, uh, I really hope guys will take advantage of it. And uh, not you know I'm not asking you to boast because, again, it's not about ourselves, but let us know what you're doing that might inspire somebody else to, to mimic you. Uh, and, and, and create a ripple effect, but simply go out and find a way to perform a random act of kindness. And yeah, you know, that's a buzz term. I completely admit it. It's, it's a hashtag waiting to happen or already has happened, but find a way to just put something good out there, whether it's picking up coffee, whether it's putting a handwritten note that says you are loved under the windshield wiper of a stranger's car. Um, whether it's, it's, we mentioned it earlier, rucking some canned goods to a local soup kitchen, find a simple way to put a, a positive spin on the day. Uh, my dad always says it's really easy to curse the darkness, but the right thing to do is to light a candle. And so find a way to light a candle this week that impacts somebody that's not you. Does that make sense? I think it's exactly, it is living third. It is putting others above yourself. Um, there you go. Love the concept. And, and TB, that could be as simple as buying, you know, the coffee at Duncan for the car behind you. Um, exactly. It could be as simple as putting a, uh, an encouraging note on the windshield wiper of somebody's car at the grocery store. Um, yeah. You know, random act of kindness, because you never know when that one small thing, what small thing for you might be a big thing for someone else. You never know exactly what someone's what going through. That's exactly right. Um, before we got started today, you um, read to me a quote. Uh, do you mind closing us out with that quote um, from Marcus Aurelius? I will. It's something I keep in my in my uh, my F three journal, as it were. Uh, and I have to give credit to to STP, who's in my shield lock. He's a he is a stoic guy, but it's the reminder of of uh, why we do what we do. At dawn, when you have trouble getting out of bed, tell yourself, "I have to go to work as a human being." What do I have to complain of if I'm not doing if, I, if I'm not going to do what I was born for the things which I was brought into the world to do? Or is it that this is it or is it this that I was created for to huddle under my blankets and stay warm? So that last little twisting of the uh, of the sword and the ribs uh, that Marcus Aurelius throws out there is what gets me gets me motivated in the morning. And if that doesn't work, you know, I'll pull up your Twitter or Dark Helmet's Twitter and see what <laughs> uh, what taunts you guys are throwing out there. But uh, again, you know, it's a it's just a simple little quote that uh, 
it falls on my ears in such a way that it reminds me that we've got work to do. I can't read exactly that. Right. <laughs> That's right. Well, you I'm know, a friend. Uh, you know, we are to clear the path and light the way. So, uh, TB, is. here's my ask of you, uh, and, and not only do something, you know, kind this week, but, um, just like light never diminishes when you give more light away, you light a candle and light another candle and light another candle. The light doesn't diminish. As a matter of fact, it grows. So too is love. You love one person and love one person and love one person. Love never diminishes. Light does not diminish. So be the light and love that this world needs to clear the path and light the way. And if we do that, sky's the limit, brother. You better watch out. That search committee might just hire you, my friend. So, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm a hard pass on that. <laughs> Swat it down like a gypsy baby. Uh, well, once again, everyone has uh, spent some time with us this, this uh, whenever they're listening, we appreciate it. We love you. Yep. Follow along on F3 SWT on Twitter. Reach out to us. Let us know what's going on. If you have any questions, let us know. We'll point you in the right direction. Uh, stuffworthtrying.com to see some of these ideas for uh, for F3 and what we do. Always honored to spend time with you, Tommy Boy. Likewise, my friend. It's always good. Look forward to it every week. Uh, guys, we will see you in the gloom. Love you, Italian job. Love you, Tommy Boy.